2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, underline that, this ministry. We have received mercy, underline mercy. We faint not. Let's read it again. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord. Thank you for all your mercy, grace, and love. We just ask you to touch our hearts, lift us up, and encourage us. Help us to be what we need to be, Lord. And we just praise you for all that you do and all that you're about to do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. To understand what we're preaching tonight, you, you have to understand the book of Corinthians, especially 1 Corinthians. If you just listen just a little bit, just give me a few minutes, a background check on uh, the book of Corinthians. The, the way you know that Paul is talking about, Paul is addressing uh, the church at Corinth. Uh, and, and the church at Corinth was a church that had many problems. And like churches today, they have many problems. You'd, you'd, you'd have to remember that Corinth, other than Rome, was probably one of the wickedest city there was in that time. They had the little g gods. They had the sex gods, uh, the, the moon gods, the star gods, uh, and all these other gods they had there in Corinth. Now every single day that these people walked out of the church, they had to, uh, uh, they had to stare at these uh, uh, world right in their face of these false gods. And over a, a progression of time, the church at Corinth had uh, conformed to the world what they saw around them. They begin to look like the world. They begin to talk like the world. They begin to act like the world. They, they begin to do things that the world did. So Paul writes the book of 1 Corinthians and, and, and rebukes them for the way they were behaving, the way they were acting, for things they were doing, and the actions they were taking. In 2 Corinthians, Paul defends his apostleship. There were some that got into the church in Corinth and they began to tell the people that Paul was not sincere. Paul was not an apostle. Paul was in it for his own glory. He was in it for the money. And the church of Corinth was starting to bleed that. That is why Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, thinking, unless, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation that there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, at least I should be exalted above measure. Paul said, I, I had this thorn, I had this problem, and I, and I prayed about it, and I prayed about it, and I prayed about it. But the answer God gave him was, my grace is sufficient. Paul showed many times in the 2 Corinthians, you're going to see the world. You're going to have to endure hardship. You're going to have to endure uh, pain. 
Paul was showing the church Corinth the pain was suffering and agony that he had to go through to live his life for Jesus Christ. If you and I are going to live our lives for Jesus Christ, then you're going to have to suffer some things. That's not foreign to us today in the world we live in today. There are going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. We're going to have to endure hardships while we're serving God. But we are to continue to living for Christ. You see, the Church of God never said that serving Him would be easy. God never said uh, uh, building a, a, a work at the church would be easy. God never said building a ministry would be easy. But He did say and did give us a promise that He would, be, he would reward us and there will be rewards. The Bible talks about the seven crowns to be given in the believers in Christ. Even the greatest reward when we hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. I understand there are some hardships in churches. I understand there are some hardships in your life. I, I know right now I, I love this church with all my heart. And I know there are struggles. And I know there are people that struggle in the church. And we have to face those struggles. I want to say don't give up. Don't give up. Reasonable Free Will Baptist needs every one of you. Not just some, not once in a while, but needs every one of you. You look around this town, there's so many churches. They're closing their doors. Over 3,000 churches a year will shut their door this year alone. There are so many churches today that are uh, designed pastors that need uh, pastors to preach the Word of God. And there are those churches that have pastors that's not preaching the Word of God. They're just in it for themselves. Can I say it's worth fighting for the church? Worth standing up for the church? It's worth standing strong and stay true to the church family. Paul writes to the Corinthian church, therefore, seeing we have this ministry. It's not time to quit. It's not time to throw in a towel. It's not time to give up. We have this ministry. Because there's a promise of blessings are coming. Ministry. Paul is referring to the ministry that Christ gave him. Today we must understand uh, this, this church of God has given to you. What God has given to you. We know that this is the God's church. We know that God owns this church. And we all know that. But if, if I understand that God has given this church to us to care for, to maintain, to love, to pray, to grow, and to prosper. God has given us a grapevine. This field that planted and watered and to sow and, he, and lets Him to bring in the people that we need to come in. Paul said, this ministry God has given me. Why did Paul go through the hardship that he went through. 
He did it because of the ministry that Christ had given him. So we have this ministry. What's the ministry? It's your ministry. Your ministry. Each and every one of us sitting here tonight, you have a ministry. You ought to invest into your ministry. No matter the hardships, no matter the trials, Paul understood that I'll not give up. I will not quit. I will not throw in a towel. I'm going to stand true to God, what God has called me to do. And I'm telling everyone in here, God has called you to do something. There's a ministry God has placed in your heart, and you need to start growing that and prospering that ministry God has given you. Don't quit. Don't give up. I look at it, this is something God has allowed us to be a part of. God has allowed each and every one of us to be a part of it. God has allowed you to invest. This is something God has allowed you to just, like Paul, to give your life to, to give your heart to, to give your soul to. So that you and your families to come can see the prosper of what God can do, what God can grow. God doesn't want you to give up. He wants you to be here every time the doors open. This is your ministry, whatever it is. We are blessed people. We're very blessed people. There are people today that meet in the name of Jesus in secret. There are some that meet in worn down buildings, out in the woods. Grass huts, storage buildings. I actually, I actually was invited to preach at a church one time in Florida. And when I got there, it was a storage shed. They had rented a storage shed and turned it into a church in there. So I went in there and preached. I had no problem about it. But there, that's the way churches are. But we get so comfortable with what we got. There are others that struggle and face the, the trials and they don't have the luxury like we have and yet they're there every time to have service. They're, they're doing what God has called them to do. And we need to start doing what God has called us to do. Maybe we need to have a renew for the love of the church in our lives. I'm going to let God fill our souls with the love for the church, the ministry that he has given us, so that he can use us to, in a great way to see others get saved. Then he said, the mercy. Whose mercy? His mercy. Finding in the Bible is a picture of throwing down, giving up, or quitting because of discouragement, fainting. Has anybody ever been discouraged and just throw up your hands and wanted to walk away? That's fainting. Fainting is someone that uh, blacks out or falls down, unconscious. I did that Sunday night. They know nothing, they care about nothing, 
And that's what Paul said, listen, we can't faint. We can't give up. We can't close our eyes. If we fall down, we can't close our eyes and lay there. We can't quit. No matter what we go through, no matter what we face, the trials, and we're going to face trials. You're going to face trials in your family in the church. You're going to face trials in the family, in the church family. And you're going to face trials with someone sitting right here and now. You're going to go through that. I understand that because we're all different people, come from different backgrounds. And when you come together, but the problem is we start looking at other things and not focusing on the one thing that we need to focus on, the mercy of God who has given us this ministry, this place to worship at. We lose sight of that. And it's starting to cause problems. No matter what this world does to me, no matter what I go through, I'm not giving up on God. I'm going to give up on what God has given me. I feel totally blessed to be here at this church. I'll be here until Jesus takes me home or y'all run me off. Amen. Paul talks in Galatians, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if we faint not. Paul said we can't give up. I'm telling you tonight we can't give up. We got to stand true. We have a call in our lives, and that's when I start thinking about this new series I'm going to start in just a little bit. Are you doing what God has called you to do? I, I've talked with a lot of people and says, what's your calling in life? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my calling in life. Well, have you asked about it? Well, who do I ask? The only one that can give it to you. If you want to come to me and ask me what my, your calling is for me, me to give you, I'll, I'll give you a calling. <laughs> oh, you might not like it, but I'll give you one. You might not like the one God gives you either. I'm going to say that because when he called, I said, oh, you're crazy. That's not me. But every one of us has got a call. But we're not to quit. We're not to faint. We're not to lay down. Because we do going to start being like the rest of the world, giving up on God. But as God has called you, God wants you to continue, no matter how tough the trials may go in life. No matter how strong the storm is, no matter how the, the problem or situation, uh, we got to continue on. We can't give up. We have a call in our lives. We have a call in our church. Our church has a call. We're here to see people get saved. We're here to see lives changed. It's not just to come have fellowship and just rejoice and all that. That's good stuff. Don't get me wrong. But if we're not seeing people saved, we're not seeing lives changed, then we're falling somewhere short. We need to stop. Then he said, we have this mission. Whose mission? Our mission. We have a work to do. Reason why we can't give up 
on the church is the reason why we can't give up on the Lord because there is a work to do. There are people that need Jesus Christ in their life. I have not been called to make money, but I enjoy it. I haven't been called to be a singer, but I enjoy it. But I do my best. But I am called to be a light in this world as the same as you tonight. We're both called to be a light in this world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to tell people what God has done for you. You ought to tell them. But I can't tell people if I give up. And, and let me say this. I can't tell people if I have a selfish attitude. I don't want to tell them because they might come to church. Well, them the ones that need it more than anybody else. The ones that need it more than anybody else. Sometimes we're living a life of discouragement, a life of defeat. Sometimes I just have to pick my head up no matter what I'm going through and still continue. I'm going to stand up for Christ. I'm going to stand up for this church. I'm going to stand up for you. You go home tonight and you pray for the church. You pour out your heart and soul into the church. And you'll see God do something great. You'll see God do something wonderful. Can I say circumstances doesn't mean a thing to God? Moses, he was out in the desert. It didn't mean nothing to him, God. Daniel was in the lion's den. Didn't bother God at all. Three Hebrew boys, they were in the fiery furnace. Their circumstances didn't keep God away. God was still there. We faint not got to keep our eyes on Christ keep our eyes on the gold and we got to stay committed to his work and to his church we can't give up the work it's not my vision it's not your vision it's God's vision and when God places a vision in a church, then we all shall see it. We're called to be a light. We're called to do a work. And we do that, God is going to bless us. And I truly believe that. He will honor his word. The goal of the church should be preach Jesus Christ and witness to the lost. I believe we're doing our best at it. If we're going to make an impact for Christ in this world, there's some things that we must get out of our lives and commit to the church and pray. Can I say this? God is not going to bless anything to have sin in it. If there's anything in your life, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, it will hinder God. It will hinder the growth of the church. God will not bless it. 
God wants complete fellowship with one another. I believe God has plans for this church. We have said this where I love, this is where I want my family to be. If this is where God has placed you and you will desire your family to be, then you need to start praying for the church. We're going to go through some tough times. But can I say we'll go through them together? We'll go through them together. We're going to depend on God. He will lead us, not me. I'm not your leader. I need this church. And you need this church. So it's not time to faint. It's not time to quit. It's not time to give up. We do go through problems. We do have heartaches. But you know what? God is still God. Told you.